This is the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play Community Theater Podcast. Blank Bar, City of Thieves. Session 12, Pearls of Elysium. It's Monster Mike. We're playing Savage Worlds, City of Thieves. Uh, this is session 12. And uh, so who are you and who's your character? Hi, this is BJ. I am playing Deidre Frost, Ice Mage of the North. All right, I'm uh, playing Deadbolt, as you know and love. I do love Deadbolt. Uh, this is Nick. I'm playing Gabby Joe Cagliato. He's the large bruiser of the group. All right. You guys are back in Lankmar. It's been a few days uh, since you've gotten back. You've kind of settled back into your place, the shabbiest little manor in the Noble District. And... But the curtains are fantastic. The, the <laughs> curtains are, in fact, great. Um, so what do you guys do over your few days of uh, uh, between getting off the ship and today? Well, I will be isolating from crowds, for one. So probably just uh, in my room, uh, you know, studying some magic. How about you, Gabby Joe? Um, did we bring anything back with us? We had the gems and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, you you didn't get the big diamond, but you did have these rods of aura calcum and precious uh, gems, a bunch of rubies and emeralds. So it really was like a really nice uh, pile of treasure. Okay. Did we bring any... We didn't bring any kind of uh, load of trade goods back with us? Any crap like that? No. no, There wasn't really much to trade. I mean, you could have brought a load of lumber, but... Yeah. Yeah, you could have brought a load of lumber. Uh, I guess it's probably too late now, so... Uh, I will probably just... No, I, I think her. that's reasonable. You were... I think that's reasonable to say you did because it wasn't like I gave you guys a chance in game to actually do that. It was just like, you know, the adventure at the treasure house ends and it's like, foop, you're back in Lankmar uh, by GM Fiat. So if you wanted to get a load of lumber, you were, you were in a Harbor near the great forest. So, and lumber is always in high demand in Lankmar. So if you want a cargo of lumber, you can have one. Um, yeah, let's do that. Whatever we have the money to buy, I guess. Whatever you would probably, uh, 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 in terms of group wealth, I think you actually have plenty of coins. So I'll say that you can get a, uh, cargo of lumber for 2000 rilks and you can sell that in Lankmar for 3000. Did everyone okay. get that? And I'm showing, I'm showing that we had party treasure of ten thousand three hundred and fifty. 
Okay. So I will, I will spend my days dealing with selling off the lumber and factoring it and such. Um, and then I will also try to get some rough estimates on what the gems in the Oracalcum are worth or what they could be used for. Okay. Um, so these, I mean, this is like a really high value um, set of gems, and there's really only one place to take that. And that's to, uh, it, it's not the type of thing that you would take to Ogo. It's uh, more like this is a thing that would go to Azerhoff deals in this kind of stuff where it's extremely high value. And he runs a kind of like a treasure house. And he's tied in. Uh, uh, Azerhoff is uh, an extremely wealthy and prominent citizen who definitely has links to the overlord. Okay. You're probably talking like your own estimate of this hall of gems is that it's probably worth upwards of 25,000. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So you can't just take this to like the local uh, pawn shop. It's got to go to a place where they have that kind of money. It might be better to keep this in gem form until we, well, no, because you can always stick the gold rogues in the bank too. Yes. I don't know. Is it better to keep them in gem form in the bank or convert them to gold rolls and put them in the bank or hide them in a mattress um, or whatever our better option is? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly reasonable to, like, if you wanted to sell one of the jewels or one of the gems, you could probably do that locally. So, I mean, you could liquidate it a, a tiny bit at a time. But if you wanted to liquidate it all at once, you'd pretty much have to go see Azerhoth. I'm not sure how comfortable Gabby Joe is doing that by himself, but if we want to do that like as a party kind of thing, I would yeah, definitely we can do be that. down for it. Or at hey, least Enzio. Somebody who's more smooth talky is with him. Awesome. So, Enzio, you're back. Yeah, ready. We are uh, had just started, and <clears throat> you guys just got back from a sea journey. Oh, so okay. you're back in, back in yeah. Lankmar we're, after... Uh, we're about to go assault <clears throat> Dogoldur. Okay. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh that's... that's um, and so, so your character is Kurt, uh, formerly known as Tashion the Thief, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you, when you guys went abroad when you when you were given a ship as a yep. reward from you remember that part okay yeah i had you, listened you went, through them all again oh, so good. i'm i'm pretty caught up wow. yeah You're caught i had up. nothing okay. to do with, i had nothing to do at work so <laughs> okay okay then then just the only one you would have missed was last session yep. that we played through discord and you you went to the treasure house uh and the house was kind of the monster. It tried to kill you, but you ended up oh. getting pretty most of the treasure. Fucking and so now man. you've got this this uh, pretty significant heap of extremely valuable and large gems that Gabby Joe estimates is probably worth about twenty five thousand gold rilks. Oof. And if you want to liquidate that, you're going to have to take it to 
uh, a major treasure house or counting house. And the, the one you know of, it's the place is the one run by Azerhoth. But right now you're kind of talking about whether you want to do that or want to mm. um, like hang on to it in gem form and you know liquidate it a little bit at a time. Or, or what? What's the best strategy? But right. uh, Nick, Gabby Joe is right. You you can liquidate it and put it in the bank. I'm not gonna like take away ten percent. We're kind of you have enough money now that that that's done. Right. So we're not doing that. Cut cut your wealth by ten percent every session. All right. So uh, what would you like to do? Or we were kind of catching up on like what are you doing? Uh, yeah. In the days in between. Uh, getting back from your journey and today. And today is like, say, three days later. So Gabby Joe bought a load of lumber and sold it uh, on the way back, or sold it when you arrived. Uh, Deirdre is reading and studying magic in her room away from the crowds. Uh, what are you doing, um, Kurt? Um, If it's not drinking i'm trying to find a way to justify okay so i'm gonna say that i spent some time uh looking around for a new weapon just to justify my new edge of having a named weapon uh-huh. um and i was kind of looking for something like that i stumbled upon something like that but other than that not not a whole lot of uh um activities besides drinking and buying swords Wait, you have to buy a new weapon okay. to name it? I thought you just no, no, I, no. I, I, I thought just you just killed. Mine. I thought you just killed things until a name came to you. That's what I did. No, no, I bought. I bought mine pre-named. I, I don't. I don't mess with that whole naming operation. All right, so you go down to Rivers Wright Bees, uh, and trade. You know, have your heavy rapier there, and it's seen mm-hmm. some action. You know, and you're like, I'm looking for something really, really, really nice. And he's like, do you mean really nice or <laughs> really, really nice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he like he like reaches under the counter uh, and pulls out a another heavy rapier similar to the one you have, but it's just extraordinarily high quality. Um, and like you check it out. The balance is just beautiful. It's got the right amount of flex but still like heavy enough that it can really slash and uh he says uh this this one is called what do you want to call it i'll just put it on the receipt i'll i'll, I'll look at it later I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a cool name for it yet we'll figure that out kind of a build a bear so the a very Lankmar name would be Grey Wand, but I don't know that if you want to use that. That was the name of the Mouser's sword, Fafford and the Great. The so yeah. this is all set in yeah. Lankmar, and the uh, the Mouser's sword was called Grey Wand, and it's something like that. But that's already kind of used in this setting. So time to go over to a random name generator. Willbreaker, the first one I saw. That's the one I <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. And just for reference, uh, Gabby Joe's axe is called Curtains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
it's curtains for use. Curtains for use. <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, I'm gonna pull this. I'm gonna pull this forward to the present day after you've been taking care of business, as it were. And I'm I'm gonna say you're actually walking uh, along Merchant Street, if that's a real street. I'm sure it is. But, yeah. No, uh, Cash Street is the name of the street, and that's where all the various money lenders, jewel houses, and merchants are. And uh, I'm going to say you're all together uh, during this. Um, like perhaps you're discussing, you know, should we take some of these gems in and get them appraised, or see if anyone will make a decent offer. And uh, you hear the chiming of bells and shouting. Uh, the repeated clanging of bells continues. Uh, and you see a crowd begin to form outside one of the treasure houses. Uh, shouts and cries from the city guards begin to echo off the stone and hardwood buildings. The troops' footsteps grow louder every second like a raging thunderstorm, slowly building up to unleash its terrible power upon everyone below. Uh, you look look up onto the roof of one of the buildings, and you see, you look up in horror to see a raggedy old man in mid-freefall, having leapt from the roof above you. The time-worn codger lands not more than two feet from you in a horseless cart filled with loose hay. Within seconds, a large squad of Lankmar's finest city guards arrives on the scene. Huh. Uh, they surround the old man and you, right? You're literally standing right there by this cart. And uh, halt! You're under arrest! And um, they're saying this to the old man. And he says, Ah! Ah! You've, you've got me dead to rights, me and my companions. And he points at all of you. I, I don't know this guy. I'm going to try I, to pick him up and throw yeah. him at the guards. Yeah. Gabby Joe, how could you say you don't know me? We've stolen together for years. No. <laughs> I'm glad I'm in my room. And Kurt, I have known you ever since you went by Tashion. I, uh, I, I look at the, well, the constables, if you will. I've never seen this man in my entire goddamn life. I don't know what this is about. Do we um, actually recognize dear, this old catcher? My name is Barry now. Absolutely okay. not at all. I assume he's a he fucking says, wizard. Nah, he looks like a thief. He looks like a very ratty old thief. And he so says, Deirdre, Deirdre, my dear, we've we've worked so many jobs together and and made so much money and spent it uh, over many a drink. Yes. <laughs> and and Deadbolt, how could I have pulled this off without your without your uh, accurate shooting and good lock picking? Legendary. Apparently you lock. haven't pulled anything off. So he says, and the the guards. There's about twenty twenty guards of the city watch, and unfortunately, um, no one you recognize. Like. If if oh, Corporal yeah. Nudie or Sergeant Jark was in this, you'd probably be able to talk your way out of it. But sure. it's just random city guards. And they go, all right, enough of this. We're taking you all in. 
I am. I, uh, I stopped the concert. I stopped the guys and say, I think this is all easily be explained. And then I just run. Uh, he says, tell it to the judge. <laughs> uh, they, y- you've got to break through a ring of about oh, 20 they're surrounding guys. us. Oh, man. Yeah, there's about 20 guards. <laughs> he says, uh, you're all under arrest for the attempted theft of the pearls of Elysium, and they basically are going to march you off to the jailhouse. Don't worry, you won't spend the next four hours in jail. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. (laughs) So yes, you, you were charged with attempting to steal the pearls of Elysium, and they throw you in a cell. Um, and let me pull this up here. All right, so they, they bring you into the local jailhouse, strip you of your gear, weapons, armor, etc., and that they put that on a table right here. And then there's three cells. Um, they put you in two groups in cells A and B, and they put the old man in cell C. Know, they lock the doors and uh, walk out of the jailhouse. Yeah, I, I, I immediately go over to the uh, the wall or the, the the bars and kind of look at the old guy. I'm like, hey, I don't know what the fuck you're playing here, but I don't want to be in prison all night. So how do you go tell them that we're not involved whatsoever? He says, oh, uh, I'm so sorry for my trickery. <laughs> I never meant for any harm to befall you. My name is Phylus. Phylus? Phylus, yes. <laughs> I've been in, here in Lankmar for what seems far too long. The ravages of time may have stricken my physical appearance, but my presence of mind still remains intact. <laughs> Most see me as a worthless and filthy thief. But, but that couldn't <laughs> be further from the truth. The smell of my bad luck has soiled my life for some time. <laughs> but no more. I have recently come into possession of an ancient parchment showing the path to a long-lost treasure of immense power and wealth. In my younger days, I would have claimed it for my own, but alas, don't, don't lose many that years... Don't we'll it for the toilet over there before we're out of here. <laughs> yes. Back to the smell of my bad luck that has soiled my life. The many years of traveling a hardened road has taken its toll on my body. I've searched high and low for a group of strong, trustworthy, and loyal companions to help aid in my quest. Again, I'm truly sorry. Yes, that's you. Yes, you're very bright. I'm truly sorry for misleading you and besmirching your (laughs) good names. If you're not interested, I'll accept the blame solely and decree your innocence. But if you are interested and want an adventure filled with wondrous riches beyond your wildest dreams, then figure a way out of your cells and into mine, as my cell is where the path to fortune and glory begins. Uh, All right. I'm going to start immediately looking around for a possible, you know, way to sneak into the cell is it like 
your typical cell where all three doors or all three walls besides the back one is bars or is there like a you know section of concrete or anything in between us as well no you've got you've got bars between cell a and b and b and c so you can see each other and then the doors are in the east walls on this map you know all right and they just lock lock with a crude key lock um gotta get into that cell let me see real quick I'm not exactly a good escape thief or uh, escape artist here, so I don't really have a way of eyeing out some kind of weakened, you know, bar or anything that's kind of sneak through or anything. But maybe you guys do. Deadbolts, you got a way out. I was just spending more time thinking about how much I want to this guy. <laughs> and the first step for doing that is to get into his cell. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a ranged combatant. I don't. Yeah, Deadbolt. <laughs> Deadbolt isn't very much. He's feeling <laughs> a little bit down with all his bolts. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Sorry. Just get me in his well, cell. I'll take care of it. Uh, Aren't you big and I, strong? Can't you like Ben Bart? It's all ogre now. You gelatinous <laughs> mass. <laughs> Anyone who wants to can roll a notice check. Yeah, I'll throw one on there. Uh, let's see. Nope. Deirdre, you could you could roll a, a smarts check if you want. All right, hang on here. Smarts. A seven. Okay. And remember, you get to roll a wild die with it, a d6 with it. Yep. Okay. Well, that was more toward Enzio. Yeah, no, I have, I rolled that too. Yikes. Uh, Gabby Joe has an eight. Anything from Deadbolt, or are you just chilling? Sorry, I missed that. Notice, uh, notice check. Yeah. Eleven. Okay. So, I guess everyone but uh, Kurt spots something. Uh, Gabby Joe, you kind of test the bars between your cells, or look at them, and uh, you think maybe one of the bars between cells B and C is kind of weak. You could probably... Not pull it out, but bend it with a hard strength check. Deidre, um, you think you could probably assist in that by freezing one of the bars and making it like cold so it might shatter or snap. And okay. Deadbolt, um, you're looking around in the cell and like the, the cot that uh, you're sitting on, there's some springs it has like springs under the mattress and that are all broken and you think you could use one of those potentially as a lock pick to get out of cell a okay i will try to do that as long okay, as okay give me a gear. lock picking give me a lock picking at minus two five all right that works you managed to it's a crude lock, and you managed to get it snapped open. So you and uh, Kurt are out of cell A and into the middle of the room where your gear is. Yeah. 
Sweet. Okay, so we I can just kind of grab all of our okay. See, one second. All of our gears in the little table there. Yeah, I'm gonna start. Yeah, putting putting my stuff on and getting all my stuff together. Um, still not 100 percent sure I want to get to that cell with that guy. Well, in in your gear, of course, I think is probably like five different sets of lockpicks. Yeah. So you actually have proper tools now. You wouldn't be at a minus two on a lockpicking check. But uh, Gabby, Joe, and Deirdre in cell B, do you want to try working on the bar or just wait for someone to pick the locks? I'll wait for him to pick the locks. That I think seems he, like it'll I be think quieter. Better, yeah, quieter and better success. Okay. So give me um, Kurt and Deadpool. Yeah. Give me another lock. Each give me another lock picking check, but straight up, not at minus two. Oh, I rolled a 1d6 last time, too. All right. Uh, I got so, I'm sorry. You said you got a. What'd you get, Deadbolt? Five. Five? Okay. And uh, Kurt got a five? Yep. Okay. okay. So easy peasy. You get B unlocked. You get C unlocked. Um, you're all able to get your gear, get weapons, armor, lockpicks, uh, dead rats, whatever you're carrying around with you. Um, and he's like, great, come, come. And he beckons you into cell C. Looks at you, Gabby Joyce. Says, "Oh, you're a strong one, aren't you? Here." Uh, and he pulls out this weathered parchment, which has a drawing of a magnificent stronghold. And he begins feeling around on the wall back in the far corner of the cell. And he he points at it. He says, "Here, here it is. This is the entrance to Malafestor's kingdom. Behind this stone." Uh, push the stone here with all of your might. So, so you can help, help. It's a strength check at minus two, but you can you can help. If I use his head, does that help? <laughs> uh, uh, no, no bonus to the dice, but you can do it anyway. Okay. Uh, strength at minus two. Two. Okay. Would anyone like to help? Uh, yeah, I'll give him a hand. I just have to roll uh, strength on that. Yeah. Each success and raise gives him plus one. Nope. Damn it. Two d6. Oh, for assisting, I got a four. Okay, that'll give you a plus one, Gabby Joe. That'd be me hitting with a raise, so... Okay. So with uh, Kurt and Deidre, you know, helping push, like, the 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 stone slides in. I'm sorry, it, it pivots like a normal door, and you're looking at a spiral stone staircase leading down into the dark abyss of the unknown. Exciting. Do we have a torch? Do we need a torch? Uh, there are torches on the walls of the of this out of your cell, but in the room. So, yeah, you could grab torches should, if you we want. We should grab some of those. Okay. Uh, uh, so you grab torches and 
go down the stairs. Um, I'll say there's four torches, so like quite a few, and you could keep them in reserve. Um, you have to go single file down the steps, and it's like a spiral. You make about a dozen complete loops going down and arrive at a landing with a single door built into a stone wall standing slightly ajar. Soft ambient light shines through the open crack. Uh, I want to listen to the door, listen for the other side before I go open it. We go opening it. It's not locked in any way, right? No visible lock on it? No, it's it's a jar, actually, and there's a little bit of light oh. coming through. Yeah, I want to peek it, not open it. Just okay, give me a notice it. check. Ooh, all right. Five. You hear nothing. Uh, the light... I mean, you hear, like, the drip of water and maybe the scurrying of rats, but not anything particularly threatening. Okay. Uh, uh, and you see, like, there, there is faint light, like there's sort of a bioluminescent moss on the walls. Okay. I'll uh, push forward just a little bit. Okay. Um... You find that yourself in a small cave, uh, or really a passageway, uh, that leads south. You're pretty sure it's south. And uh, the old man, Phyllis, is like, come, come, hurry. And so uh, starts just walking along. grab that rat, right? Are you going to eat that rat? I mean, one of us is going to eventually. Yeah, I, I left it for you because I thought maybe you'd want it. I was just being courteous. Sorry, I'll freeze continue. it and preserve it for you. Yeah, no, we grab that rat. Okay. If nothing else, it's good for a drowning rat at the end of the adventure. 100%. Yeah, there's nothing better for you. Yeah. Just okay. like Mama used okay. to make. So you start going cautiously along this passageway and going and going and going. It descends gradually as you go, and it you go for about two hours. It just goes ridiculously far. Uh, and then ends in an open chamber with an underground waterway flowing through it. Oh. Uh, you only see two openings in the immediate area, one where the river flows in and one where it flows out. And tied up next to the bank are four rather old and decaying longboats. Do you remember at the start of this campaign when I said you practically never need to make a boating check? <laughs> yes, I remember that. Oh shit! I do not have that. <laughs> I don't think anyone does, because I said of all the skills, that's probably the one you won't need or will need the least. I'm make uh, a note real quick. Whatever Mike says, we don't need. We might want at least one point. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, this is like the third time this has happened. Because he also told us we didn't need any kind of nature or tracking skills or survival. Or riding. Or riding. And so then we'll like session three, too. we were fucking trampling through some goddamn marsh trying to track down. Oh, that's time. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Phyllis says, grab a paddle, everyone. Our destiny lies through there. I guess, well, yeah, I'm down for it. I'm just I don't want to be in I don't want to be like rowing it. So if you want to row it, I'll hop in. You can row it. 
I'll row whatever board I'm in. Yeah, I'm not they're, rowing. Well, it's I'd say they're they're sort of equivalent of like two man canoes. So they have paddles instead of oars. Mm. So you're kind of all rowing or paddling. Yeah. Uh, but I'll use I'll sit a, on my magic carpet and just tag along. Oh fun. Were you oh, lugging your magic carpet around with you in the streets? Oh yeah, always. Like a scroll, like a large scroll over the back. Yep, I roll um, it up, tie a rope at each end, and have it wrapped around my chest, and so I carry it like a quiver. Okay. So can you give me a? Uh, uh, let's see. How does that work? I have a uh, spell cast. I have that one written down. Yeah, give me a spell casting at minus two. All right. Is the penalty on that? Oh crap! I got a two. I'm gonna spend a Benny. Yeah, it's not okay. I'll take a Benny from you. Twenty-one. Okay, you can, you can go faster, right? Or you can carry a passenger. Yeah, Anybody if you, if you get a raise. I'm not hearing any. I'm, I I am I am not gonna fly on that thing. No, thank you. I feel safer in the boat. Okay. Anybody else? I mean, I have to do all the paddling. Yeah, yeah Oaring while I'm down here. Not oaring, but a deadbolt could get in it, and that way he has, you know, the high ground for air support. I kind of need to supervise. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I'll just, yeah. I'll just follow oh, behind. Okay. That's... Yeah, I was saying you could supervise from the carpet. <laughs> we'll get a good laugh. All right. So Deidre and Deadbolt get on the carpet and are able to fly just above the water. Uh, the, the rest of you get into two boats and start down the river. Um, and you have torches, so that makes it a little easier. Um you don't need to make any boating checks until you get to the rapids. Uh, here, I need a boating check from, from each of you that's in a boat, and I'll make one for uh, Phylus. What do you roll at if you don't have the ability or the skill? It's a D4. D, D, D4, and then you still get your wild die, your D6, but you subtract two from whatever your higher result is. Alright, so I gotta roll 1d4. Okay, d4 explodes. Three. Yeah, so I have two at my fun. Yeah, I fail. Okay. Uh, who's in the boat with, with Phylus? I was. Okay. Uh, he, he actually seems to know what he's doing a little bit. Good. And so your boat uh, makes it through the rapids. It's kind of exciting. Um, the boat with Gabby Joe and uh, just Gabby Joe. Yeah, pretty much just Gabby Joe. Oh, I, I I guess I counted myself as one of the people. So yeah, the boat with just Gabby Joe. Uh, you get you hit some rocks and your boat. It stays afloat, but you're taking on water. Fun. Okay. Um, as you get, uh, 
let me roll something here. So yeah, I'm going to say uh, once you get through the rapids, Gabby Joe, uh, it's pretty apparent that you're going to be swamped unless you do something about this water. So what do you want to do about it? How big are the holes? Um, it's it, probably bigger than your fist. That's pretty big. <laughs> Sit on it. Um, I will take my shirt off and kind of wad it up and try to shove it in the hole. Okay. Um, give me a, is repair a thing? Yeah. Give me a repair check. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, two. Okay. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you just can't, like, everyone is enjoying the view of your heroically muscled, uh, frame, but you can't get your shirt to, like, stay in it. Uh, you can kind of like jam your, your knee on top of it and it's still leaking, but seems to be about half as bad. Mm. And, uh, you, you, you come around a bend and see a dilemma in your underground boating excursion. Uh, there's a rather fearsome black whirlpool swirling at a rapid speed just before the cavern dead ends. The sheer volume of raging black water being sucked down through the fissure in the river's bedrock floor is frightful. Uh, give me a notice roll, everyone. I'm about right. All right. Three for Gavin Joe. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. No, no, Two no, for no, no. <laughs> I did not see with my eyes. Seven. I'm, I'm too busy laughing at Gabby Joe. I rolled a two. So everyone in the boats fails. Uh, Deadbolt is the only one who's kind of heads up. And Deadbolt, you spot a uh, a very small landing to the right of the whirlpool. Mm. Do you call that out to everyone? Ahoy, huzzah. Deadbolt, do you call? Okay. So what did he see? He saw a... Uh... A small landing. Small oh, I'm sorry. Landing. A small... Yeah. Okay. Um, like I say, can we just go to that and dock and get the heck out of here? Is it, you know, far enough sure, away from everything? You sure can. It, it's yeah. going to take a boating roll at minus two, though. All right. Like minus two on top of our minus two? <laughs> yes. That, that, that <laughs> minus two. Oh, come on. Okay, so rolling at minus four. Wait, <laughs> that would mean zero for me at the worst possible. So I roll my one d six. D d four explodes. Can I create like an ice stop for the landing out into the water? That may help stop the canoes from going. Gabby Joe gets a two. Okay, Phyllis. Uh is with uh, Kurt, and he actually maneuvers your boat to the landing. Oh, boy. Um, G- Gabby Joe... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, go ahead, Deirdre. You wanted to do some magic? Yeah, I wanted to 
kind of like freeze the water on the far side of the landing. So if a canoe hits it, it's got a good possibility of stopping it so they can get over to the landing. Sure. That makes sense. Give me a magic check at minus two. Uh, which check? Magic. You're spellcasting. Okay. Uh, 23 minus two at 21. I got a raise. Yeah. You make, you make a, uh, like a frozen jetty that scoops in kind of into the whirlpool a bit. So it kind of neatly catches Gabby Joe's boat and steers it right onto the landing. Awesome. Uh, And Phyllis and uh, Kurt get to the landing just ahead of you, Gabby Joe. And uh, Deirdre and Deadbolt are able to just fly the carpet there without any difficulty. So you get uh, all, avoid the whirlpool, and get safely to the landing. Yay! Uh, Here you see a stairway carved into the cavern wall, leading up some 50 feet. Yeah, I'm going to say that we walk. I guess you don't know. I'd walk. I'd walk up and keep an eye out for human life. Uh, It ends at a large iron door that has a steel emblem emblazoned on it on the front, uh, depicting the stronghold drawn on Phyllis's parchment. And he's like pointing at the parchment, pointing at the door, saying, See? See? This is it! This is it! Uh, You notice just below on his parchment the words, Beware the Shadows. Seems like a pretty, uh, pretty scary place, dude. <laughs> he says, "Huh? Well, Malifestor was no, was no, no chicken. Oh, you, you don't, you don't amass incredible amounts of wealth by being a pussy." I suppose. I mean, has it been tried? Are we sure you don't? Hmm? Not in my lifetime. So, uh, what's this bit about the shadows mean? It's, I don't know. It says, beware the shadows, but, eh, you know. Okay, well, you're the guide. Lead on. Okay. Uh, the door is not locked. And he puts his shoulder to it and gives it a push. The large iron door moans from years of decay as you thrust it open enough to peer through. To your amazement, you see the fallen remains of an ancient fortification deep inside a giant fissure, almost as though it was like a sunken citadel, possibly swallowed up by a devastating earthquake. Only the remains of crumbling walls and the foundation and their foundations dot the area like a horrific maze of destruction. Uh, one building in the center of the stronghold looks to be relatively intact, and Phyllis races for the stone structure. Approaching the edifice, he cries out with joy over the discovery. Gathering himself, he closes in on the only door to the building and opens it wide for all to behold the treasure lying within. The 30-foot by 30-foot vault's floor is littered with ancient silver coins not used in today's circulation. Each wall has two... Say that part again. The 30-foot by 30-foot what floor? Vault floor. Okay. I thought you said false floor. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, no, no. (laughs) Vault. You found the treasure vault. So there's silver coins on the floor. There's sconces uh, around, two on each wall. 
and there's sacks upon sacks of bulging bags neatly stacked in pyramids of 30 each. Probably 600 bags in all. Um, front and center in the room, though, there's a kind of like a throne, or yeah, and a there's a deteriorating corpse swathed in a tattered royal cloak sitting on it. He has a dusty and blackened crown on his head. Uh, this is Phyla says, Haha, this is Malifestor himself. Be- he was sentenced and buried alive in his own vault by the very people he ruled. It's a true testament to what tyranny may lead to. And he says, Fear aid, the treasure is all yours. I want only this. And he walks over and grabs the crown and puts it on his own head. Does anything happen after that? No. Like fireworks, weird voices, magic? Um, Scanners-esque head explosions. <laughs> yeah. Shadows dancing around the room. Uh, Phyllis's demeanor instantly changes from a decrepit old man into a wild power, wild power drunk evil tyrant. His skin becomes an unnatural dark gray, dark gray hue. Um, Festor, I presume. No, the power is now mine. I am still Phyllis. You will know me as Phyllis the Defiler. Don't kill him. Defiler? <laughs> what? What are you? What are you going to defile? <laughs> ah, well, starting with you. Well, After we... them, my shadow, my shadow warriors, and he summons eight shadow warriors. Ooh. Cool. So you see these shadowy, shadowy figures just sort of appear out of the walls. They're shadows. They don't have a lot of detail to them, uh, but they sort of loom up and uh, threateningly surround you. So I'm going to do some initiative. And we have Ace of Hearts for Kurt, Seven of Spades for Gabby Joe, Two of Hearts for Deirdre, Queen of Spades for Deadbolt. The Shadow Warriors go on an eight. And Phyllis has a king. So it's going to be Convenient. Kurt. What was, uh... Phyllis. Okay. Uh, Kurt, Phyllis, and Deadbolt up first. Ooh. Um, alright. I, first things first, I just rush him. Uh, rush Phyllis. Uh, I'm just deducing that I'm not gonna be able to actually hit a shadow warrior. They're, like, transparent, right? Like, they're shadows. Like almost like yeah. smoke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm I'm going right for Phylus, and I'm going to attack fighting. Okay. Ten plus one. Okay. So you hit. All right. Sweet. Uh, and then I'll be hitting for strength plus D eight. Alright, so nine. Because I got the three with the okay. D six and then one D eight six. Uh you wound him. Sweet. Palpable hit. Um he's going to go. 
and he's going to uh, he's going to whack at you with his staff. Oh, my parry is super high, my guy. Come at me. <laughs> okay. I can do this all day. Come at me, my brethren. <laughs> Come hither. <laughs> uh, five will probably miss them. Yeah, yeah, no. My parry's nine right now. Okay. Uh, so, Deadbolt, you're up next. Uh, okay. I will shoot at that same one, I guess, if feasible. Shoot at Phylus? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, nine to hit. Hits with a raise. And I'm gonna reroll. You got damage horse? Okay. I'm working on it. Okay. Um, eight total. Oh, plus a d6. Shit. Ten. Alright, that wounds him a second time. Uh, he's gonna spend a Benny and roll his crappy vigor, because he's a feeble old man. Let's try something real quick. Uh, he soaks... He soaks that wound. Uh, so next up is uh, Shadow Warriors, then Gabby Joe, and then uh, Deirdre. So the Shadow Warriors, I'm going to say there's two on each of you. Uh, one each, they're going to just pick up stuff off the floor and throw it at you. So on Kurt, a miss. Gabby Joe. A miss. Deidre, miss. Deadbolt, miss. They all just pick up, like, these bags of treasure or coins or whatever they are and just start hucking them, and they sort of fly randomly everywhere. Uh, the other four Shadow Warriors are each going to try a touch attack on you. Um, so, Kurt. Yep. That doesn't beat your parry. Gabby Joe. Ooh, 13 versus your parry should be a raise. Yeah, parry is 6. Okay, uh, roll your spirit at minus 2. All right, uh, spirit is a d6. 3. Okay. Um, it, you know um, no, no, hold on, hold on. I think I'm going to use a Benny for this. This seems like a Benny-worthy situation. Okay. You spend a Benny. Five. Okay. Uh, it reaches out and grabs you, and you just feel this chill uh, where it touches you, but it does not have a lasting effect. Reminds me of my prom. Prom? <laughs> Ex-wife? I don't know. <clears throat> Is your parry four, better than four, Deidre? No, mine's a five. Or yeah, sorry. What am I thinking? That, that's better than four. And Deadbolt? Yep. Ooh. Uh, ten versus your parry. Uh, parry of five, so. Okay, so that's a raise. Give me a spirit check at minus two. Okay. Three. Okay. Do you want to spend a Benny on that or no? Yes. Okay. Spent? A reroll. Okay. Hold on. Four? No. Okay. You also feel 
Okay. You also feel this like chilling touch, but it's just you kind of dodge out of the way before it can really you feel like it could do any lasting damage to you. Okay. Uh so Gabby Joe, it's your turn. Okay, so did the Wraith seem corporeal when they tried to touch me? Attack me? Um, um no, like their shadowy hands almost like went right through you. Super. But they seem to be corporeal enough that they can pick stuff up and throw it. Yeah. Um you could give me a smarts check. Uh yeah. We'll try it. Ooh, six explodes. Uh, nine. You, you, I am smart. You read somewhere. You read somewhere, probably in a comic book, that like magic weapons would work against things like this. Okay, so I'm going to do two actions. Sure. Um, one will be trying to activate my smite on my weapon. Okay, give me a spirit check. Uh, and this will be at minus two. No, we're doing progressive penalties. So your first one is even. Your second one's minus two. Yeah. Your third one's minus four. Okay, I thought they were both minus two. That is better. All right. So spirit again. Two d six. Six explodes. Nine. Okay, your uh, magic axe is activated. You have plus four damage with that raise. Okay. Um. And then I'm going to... How many of them are still around me? Um, four like they're... hung back. Four hung back and tried to throw things, and four came in and tried to attack the group of you. So there's probably two within reach. Well, like, the rest of the group kind of moved ahead to hit what's-his-nuts. Oh, well, that's a good point. Uh, Phylus. I guess I'm just going to say I'll move wherever I can get the most of them in range where none of my comrades are in range of a sweep. Okay. Um, give me an agility check. Curses, my weakness. Uh, four. Okay. You can, you can get three of them in your sweep. Okay. So then I'll make the sweep, which will be a minus two. Yeah. And then another minus two for your second action. That's the minus two I was saying. The oh, sweep is well, but then it's also minus two to hit for a sweep. Yeah, no, I knew that. That was just factored in in my head already. Okay, I got it. All right, so let's be fighting. Just a D10. Uh, six explodes. So it's going to be 11 minus three. So eight. Mm -hmm. Okay, that will uh, hit, not with raises, but it'll hit for all three of them. Okay. So roll, roll individual damage. Okay. So you said no raises, so no bonus there. So it's going to be a D12 plus strength, which is a D8. And then plus four from smite. Plus four from the smite. Okay, the first one is 10. Okay, that takes him out. 
the second one, uh, 14, 18. Takes him out. Next one, 17. All right. Yeah, you just go, you cut through all three of them, like right through the middle, and uh, they just kind of explode into little shadowy fragments that scuttle to the dark corners of the room and vanish. Uh, uh, and that takes us to Deidre. Um, I want to use an ice bolt and shoot the hell or the crown off Phyllis. Oh, so a called shot. So what do I need here? Uh, this. Well, it's first of all, it's a spell. So yep. I'm looking up what bolt it is for bolt. I don't know that there's a, much of a penalty for bolt if you're doing the small one. Uh, minus one if you're doing the small one. And then I'm going to say this is a called shot. It would be a minus four called shot for a headshot. So, so you'd be a net roll your spell casting, but you're at minus five. All right. It's a big minus. Yeah, that only gives me a three. You got two bennies left. Yeah, I'll use one. Okay. Ten. Okay, that'll hit with a raise. So this is going to do two things. One of them is you get to do your damage. Yep. And your damage is going to include an extra D6 for the raise and the plus four from the called shot. And you're going to knock the crown off. So damage will be 16. Goodness. Uh, That takes him out. And the crown comes flying off. Uh, So describe what this looks like. You're just going to... See, like a little icicle fly toward its head. It's gonna hit the crown and impact, and leave a big frozen section of his head. As he knocks back, falls onto the floor, it shatters off into a bunch of pieces. He's like, "I could have been great." <laughs> um, yeah, and then the crown just like rolls in a slow circle, you know. and and wobbles to the floor. Uh, And when that happens, the remaining shadows just disappear. All right. Nicely done. Thank you. And I think now to prevent anybody else from putting it on, I'm going to make a big ice ball around it, cover it in, you know, an ice ball. Mm Mm-hmm. And then put it in a sack. Okay. You go and empty out one of the sacks to put your ice ice ball crown in. Yep. Um, um, the sack is just filled with coal. What? Okay. Because obviously we got screwed out of some good gold here. And I, uh, I pinched the bridge of my nose and just kind of... I mean, there's still a bunch of gold was laying loose in the room, right? Yeah. yeah. Bunch of... Ancient uh, ancient silver coins, they're not modern money, but they're probably worth more as antiques. Alright. Can this be the last time we take a job from somebody in a jail cell? I make Wait. no promises. 
What's, what's the... <laughs> so yeah, there's about 200 silver coins on the floor, and their value as, you know, antique artifacts is probably 400 gold drills. And all the other bags are just filled with, like, rocks and coal and generic crap. All right. But yes, you have found the tomb of Malifestor. Um, would anyone like to make a smarts check at minus two? It's kind of a history check. Okay. Minus two, I'll have a five. Okay, you've heard of Malifestor. Um, he was a tyrant of old, obviously. You already picked that up from the story. But um, in in your reading... You heard that uh, Malifestor stole the Crown of Shadows Okay. Uh, from Omphal. Who was Omphal. Does that name ring a bell for anyone? Is he one of the fucking wizards? No. Okay. Yeah. I just assume everything leads back to the stupid wizards. The wizards. Is, is he one of our fences? No. You think that's Ogo. Way back in one of your first adventures, you recovered a blackened skull for the Master of the Thieves Guild, and that was the skull Omphal. Okay. Right, because that's not creepy at all. <laughs> uh-huh. And Crovas had told you that Omphal was one of the original Master Thieves. Was one of the original Master Thieves? Yeah. It's just a note to file away for later, basically. But the original Master Thieves were like, you remember on the Street of the Gods, there's the Temple of the Gods of Lankmar. That's like this creepy old place and it has a big iron bell on the top. And everyone says, never, never, ever ring the bell. Because the the ancient uh, gods of Lankmar will come forth. Omphal was like a contemporary of them. But of course, being a thief, he was separate from the nobility of Lankmar. He was kind of a counterbalancing force. So, what would you like to do? Um, ditch. Uh, I mean, we, we, we should, we pretty much looted the room, killed them. Yep. There. We're good to go. Find a way mm-hmm. back out of here. Um, pretty straightforward route back. There. But if we go back, we'll just be going back to a prison cell. I suppose. We'll just be going right back out the door onto the boats. I guess yeah, we're, we're not going to be going upriver. We got a whirlpool to deal with. Yeah, we could we could push forward if there's a way in the uh, room we're in now. Try to find a way out of here. Well, remember, you're in a treasury that's in a more or less like a sunken uh, heap. So you, you know, going back out of the treasury, there's a lot of places you could look for an exit. So if you want to give me a notice check. Yeah, I suppose. Savage rolls, dice roller. Actually, that one I can just roll on here. I will get a 10 notice. All right. I um, ten. All right. You you come out of the 
the treasury room, look around, and you see, like, um, cut into a wall is an ascending staircase. And uh, you go up those stairs for, again, an inordinately long amount of time and emerge way at the southern end of Lankmore. So, yeah, you get you get back to the surface, basically. Sweet. And where are we, like, where are we near, at least, you know, we're not just, like, we're in this? Um, no, no, you're you're all the way across town from home, though. Like, okay, so you're, in you're in Lankmar, but you're way at the south end. Um, is it, like, late, super late out? Uh, I'll say it's probably just about dusk. All right. Um, I think we should just walk home and call it a night. <laughs> what an action-packed day of adventure that was. We'll go home, deposit our money in our hiding places in our home bank. My hiding place is my talking or, donkey. Or, or a fence to get rid of the silver coins. <laughs> I've been feeding my donkey gold real c- <laughs> Yeah, you'll be able to find a, a, you know, a coin dealer or a, a antiquities dealer that you can sell those silver coins to um, pretty easily. Uh, my question is, what do we do with the crown? Oh, yeah, you do have the crown. Do we turn it over to the authorities? And maybe uh, they can secure it somewhere? No. No? We don't trust the authorities. Okay. They're more corrupt than we are. All right. Uh, if anything, I say we sell it to Ogo. I don't know, because then he'll sell it to somebody, uh, you know, that's got a little more influence, and they'll put it on, and then we got to deal with that all over again. Yeah, then we just go kill that person, take it, and sell it back to Ogo again. It's a good <laughs> system. <laughs> well, one thing you one thing you've noticed about Ogo is that she doesn't really buy things on spec. She'll buy things when she has a buyer lined up for it. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, Ogo would be a good place to go, at least to get information about this. All right. So do you go see her the next day? I mean, go home and like get a shower and some sleep and a meal? and. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good idea. Okay, did anyone get wounded? No. 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 Okay. That's what that chill touch would have done was give you a wound if you would have failed your spirit check. Is all. But all right. So the next day, um, you go to visit Ogo, and she greets you in the usual way. You know, come on in. Doesn't make any pretense about um, Ogo the blind, and she says, "Well, my friends, uh, uh, what brings you here? What what?" Uh, Wonderful thing have you discovered lately? Uh, we've got this. The crown of uh, Malifestor. Yes. <gasps> Truly. Oh, I know someone who would be very interested in that. Uh, who might that be? Well, Krovas, of course. Don't you know your history? Oh, you just got to check. Check him out. All that stuff. Make sure everything's good. Krovas? Krovas, the master thief, who we sold the skull to previously, or gave the skull to previously? She says, yes, yes, that master, yes, him. You're going to check him out and make sure everything's okay? 
Um, <laughs> I don't know if we want to sell it to him. Well, well, he's the one. He's the one that's interested in finding it. But out of curiosity, if, Ogo, um, if the skull of Omfall and the crown of Malifestor, nay, Omfall, were reunited, would anything bad happen? Oh well, there's legends, of course, but um, due to due to well, so you know the thing about the temple of the gods of Lankmar, yeah, like why you never ever ever ring the bell. Do you know why that is? Not not necessarily. No. She says, "Well, the gods of Lankmar are still." with us in the sense that they're resting peacefully in their tomb, but they could rise when called and they're terrifying, powerful liches. And, and you know, in you all have some times. Th- yeah. And she said, uh, you know, so they would rise and save the city in the event of some dire, threat, but they would probably also kill the innocent as, you know, equal with the guilty, right? They would just destroy everything. It's kind of a uh, a package deal. Cleanse it with fire, a kind of solution. But the legends say that even as the old gods of Lankmar, you know, in their in their height of their power as living men, they were counterbalanced by the master thieves and Omfall was chief among the master thieves. And if with the crown of shadows, he would potentially be a tempering force to the power of the gods of Lankmar. So, so is Krovas's if, if the crown was go ahead. Is Krovas's plan to reunite the skull of the crown and put it in the temple with the dead gods so that if one rises, the other also rises? Or I don't just know to what set himself up the as truth. the master master thief. Uh, you know, his motives are unclear to me. Fair enough. Or he, he could be, he could want it, then he could call the gods to destroy everything, and then he could put them back in their place afterward and start his whole tyrancy right after the destruction. She says, yeah. Um, you know, I'd kind of like to live through this. (laughs) Oh, none of us have lived through this. Don't, don't kid yourself. (laughs) She she said, well, you know, since time immemorial, Lankmar has been, um, held in balance between the nobility, which represents capitalism run, run amok, you know, late-stage capitalism, and the Thieves' Guild, which uh, is sort of a, a tempering force on them in a way. Um, it doesn't make any things much better for the very poor, but uh, it, does, it does keep things uh, from running amok into absolute tyranny. And I, I don't know that that Krovas wants that balance upset any more than than the nobility does. Okay. But maybe he's just trying to collect the collect the set. Who knows? I don't know. Having all five Infinity Stones in one place really sucked. I don't know. What do you guys think? 
I, I don't know. We sell it to him. Sell it to him. I mean, I think having him owe us a favor on top of just you know monetary things would be really good for us. He says. She says. Well, I'll I'll uh, initiate contact with him and see what kind of offer he's willing to make. All right. And uh, I'll let you know. It'll probably be a few days before I'm able to get back to you. Okay. okay. Since he's, you know, a busy guy being the master of the Thieves Guild and all. But yeah. keep that safe in the meantime. And oh, by the way, did you hear the story? What story? Well, apparently a few days ago, a fishing boat came in. Uh, and the crew had um, been, uh, what's that called? Mind control? When you're bottom. No, when you're, no, 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 no. When you're bottom fishing, when you're snagging. Yeah. Uh, like, like, what's that called, BJ? <laughs> um, just regular bottom fishing. Yeah. Yeah, they were bottom fishing and they pulled up a, a great, uh, I don't know, some gross bottom feeder, right? And they cut it open, and inside of it were six perfect, enormous pearls. And so they brought them, uh, when they got back to Lankmar, they took them straight to the treasure house of Azerhoth. And you, you may have heard this whole thing about this crazy old thief tried to break in and steal them, um, and uh, he wasn't successful. In fact, okay. I think they threw him in prison with some uh, some cohorts. Okay. No, no, I haven't heard that story. But you know what happened? You know what happened today? What? They were stolen. Okay. While so he was in prison with his cohorts. Okay. Um, how much is the uh, bounty for these co- cohorts? Do you know? Oh, you there's no, there's no uh, bounty, there's no bounty on anyone. Uh, uh, no, they're in prison. Why would there be a bounty? Oh, okay. Uh, I thought they might have escaped or something. Not, th- not that I've heard of, but uh, yeah, today, uh, apparently the uh, Azerhoth has put out a bounty on uh, recovery of the pearls, and uh, anyone. Uh, and a bounty on the thieves of 5,000 gold rilks. Okay. Is that you they're worth dead? a lot more than that. Okay. Huh, very interesting. They have no idea how they were stolen. That's the interesting thing. This is some real top-level master thief shit. Because everyone knows that the the vault of Azerhoth, the treasure vault, is impenetrable. Okay. Maybe it was an inside job. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, He just has his one loyal assistant there, Fitzbert. And uh, they have a whole, apparently a whole system of like, you know, three locks and three keys. And, you know, it's a a whole thing. But... uh, uh, apparently he's interested in uh, looking for looking for some people to figure out how this was done and is willing to pay handsomely. Okay. Oh, we might have to get in contact with him for a job. I just, yeah, might be a possibility. 
So literally the crime you got framed for, you could potentially work to solve. That one. Uh, at first I was on the fence about turning in other thieves, but now that I think about it, there's less competition on the market, so let's go for it. Yeah, I'm good with this. That's from everyone else. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. All right. Okay. Plus, obviously, so you make this gets us in co- in contact with the house so that we can then judge what kind of price we could get for our gems, and maybe actually talk to them to do that at some point. Oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, so you get to back onto Cash Street and get to Azerhoth's treasury. Um, you're met there by a man who's uh, rather rotund and high class. He's kind of a dandy. He says, uh, <clears throat> yes, gentlemen, uh, I am Fitzbert, the assistant. Uh, and you, your business here is what exactly? We're here to help. It's, it's actually help. twofold, good sir. We have some gems we're oh. in the market of um, trading away, and we also heard you might need some assistance mm. with um, a bounty tracking. Oh, oh, you're here about that. Um, well, of course, we don't deal in mere uh, common gems, uh, lift, you know, grandmother's little pearls and bits and baubles. Uh, but I'll pull out one uh, of the rubies. <gasps> He gasps in shock. Is that real? He picks it up and like pulls out a little jeweler's loop and examines it very carefully and then kind of hands it back to you with a shaking hand. And he says, you have more? For the right price. So says, very well. I was, I was wrong to not take you seriously. Please come inside. And he, he leads you in. Uh, and He's, he uh, actually leads you into Azerhoth's office. Azerhoth is sitting behind his desk, and he looks, uh, he's very richly dressed, but he's also very kind of more businesslike. He's not quite as snooty. And he says, uh, yes, how do you do, gentlemen? And Fitzbert says, well, these <clears throat> gentlemen are here. They have two matters of business. One is a... a a quite incredible set of gems that they would like to have appraised and, and uh, priced. And also they've offered their assistance in the matter of the uh, Pearls of Fortune incident earlier yesterday. <clears throat> and he looks a little pale-faced and sweaty when he says that. Azerhoth says, oh, well, very well. Um, do you have the... Uh, which which of these two issues would you like to deal with first? Uh, the gems. Yeah, we're here. Let's do the gems. All right. Well, uh, do you have them? Do you, do you lay them out in front of him? Yeah. Yeah, I think He's, he says, "Oh, all right. Uh, very interesting. Uh, rubies, emeralds. These are quite fine quality. Um, and then these uh." Uh, is that aura calcum? And he's like examining the rods and the different pieces, and uh, he says, "How how amazingly intricate!" Uh, uh, he checks a couple of references and says, uh, "Well, this 
is this is uh, quite a find. I can I can offer you I can uh, store these for you for a fee, or I can offer you uh, thirty thousand gold rilks for them as a set. And then, of course, for a, a customer of this level, uh, we would offer uh, banking to keep your money secure, naturally. And what did I think they were worth? You thought at least 25. So you feel like he's giving you... Um, uh, maybe he could get more for them, but sure. you probably couldn't. So, not to be rude, of course, but given the circumstances, if we do have you store these for us, what matter of guarantees are there in the event they are stolen? He says, yes, I understand. Uh, up, till, up till yesterday, I would have been able to give you all kinds of quite heartfelt guarantees that uh, our vault was impenetrable. But it seems yesterday uh, it was penetrated, and we're not sure how. Giggity. You <laughs> uh, He says, uh, but um, fine gentlemen as yourselves wouldn't uh, know anything about the, the uh, wily methods of, of skilled thieves, of course. No, of course not. No, we are not we're, we're fine, honest working citizens. We worked our way up to the minor nobility. And we've occasionally come across... So you're not interested fine. in... I mean, we... Uh-huh. We are more than glad to take side jobs. I mean, obviously, we want scum like this cleared off the streets so that our property is safe as well. Yeah, he, he nods and agrees, but he's also giving, like, worried glances at Deadbolt and, and uh, uh, Kurt, uh-huh. who are just really obviously thieves. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, like, they're saying not, they're not thieves, it, but they're, they're cloaked oh, no. as... With their cloak, Louise has, I'm a thief, stitch into it. Yeah, proud to be a thief. <laughs> Thug life across their knuckle, knuckles. Yeah. 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 The the area code of Lankmark. That kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we so, may have uh, some talents that are less than obvious, but we'll... Be glad to do whatever we can to assist you. Um, par- a quick party question. Do we want to keep the gems as gems or just trade them in for gold? Like, I don't know that they'd do us any good as gems where we could just have gold in their place. I'm good either way. The only, I guess the only really value of keeping them as gems is if we need to trade them in for something else elsewhere. Like if we need currency of a different type, yeah. we might get a better exchange rate trading gems for currency as opposed to rilks for currency. But I don't yeah. know that that would come up. Not in my, ga- not in my game. <laughs> so I'm I think sure we might as well just trade them in for in your game either, or tracking or survival. <laughs> so I think we might as well trade them in for gold and just have gold yeah. that we can use one one system of currency that we can keep track of, and know. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. Uh, he says, uh, very well. Do you want to uh? We can we can do this business now, or we can go look at the vault now, if you'd prefer. Uh, let's do the vault first, because these gems weigh a lot less than 30,000 rilks. Uh, very good point, yes. Um, he says, 
Because, uh, well, it's very unusual to even grant access to the vault to customers, to really anyone. But uh, since you're here to investigate, uh, Fitzbert, take them to the vault, please. And he's like, yes. Uh, um, you get to a room. He takes you to a room that has a freestanding metal vault sitting in the middle of the room. Right, so it's like as though there were a giant freestanding safe in the middle of the room. Uh, the The room itself is only got one door that has uh, an elaborate lock on it, and right now that door is open. Uh, Fitzbert says, "Yes, we've left it open since we came in and discovered the theft of the pearls," and goes to the vault. And Fitzbert and Azerhoth pull out three keys and unlock three very elaborate locks in the door. And Fitzbert says, you know, normally the three keys are kept separately in three separate places that are known only to myself and Mr. Azerhoth. Um, and the vault is only opened by special appointment. So they open up the door, and you look inside, and it's completely empty on the inside. Was there anything else kept in here? Uh, not at that time. Only the pearls. Okay. I'm going to kind of do the opposite. Well, I'm casing. I'm going to roll a notice to kind of case the place, but not in the sense that I want to break in, just if somebody to break in. Sure. Oh. Yes. If oh. some, if some low-standing, scummy, villainous thief, other than us, wanted to break in, <laughs> some, rat, some rat-eating genius <laughs> decided one day to come in. Uh, and... Everyone else can give me, give me a notice roll at minus two. Yeah. One. Oh, okay. Minus two gets me two. Okay. Deadbolt, it's up to you to save the day. Three. Um, I can I can use a All Benny. Right. I don't know how many bennies uh, I have. I should have. Uh, you start with three uh, normally. Oh, yeah. You've got all three... You've got all three, Kurt. All Gabby right, Joe use, and Dead, Deadbolt yeah, have two. Use, yeah, I'll use a Benny. And I, okay. That's just re-rolling it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God! All right. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, that's so much fun. Oh, um, okay, as you're all in here poking around inside the vault. Um, the, uh, let's see here. The floor of the vault lets out like a metallic shriek and collapses and falls. And you all drop like you're on an elevator um, about 20 feet down into the sewer below. So you can all give me agility checks to avoid damage. Yeah, I'd see. There's a there's a skill I can actually make. 
Can I just soak right away? Uh, yeah, you five. can. It's. I'll just tell you what the. I got a five. You'll take fifteen damage if you uh, fail. I, I got a five. Okay. My agility. No damage for you. Amazing. Very good. Eleven. No. Okay, you're okay, Deirdre. How about Deadbolt? Agility check. Four. Okay. Yeah, you all you all roll roll with it basically, and uh, splash down into the the sewer below. And as you look at the edges of the vault floor that you you know you kind of rode down, you notice that they were sort of almost like welded back into place. Okay. As though someone had cut out the floor and then welded it back into place very carefully. Well, I think we found out how they got in. Fitzburg shouts down, Do you think this is how they got in? (laughs) Rather certain of it, good sir. Very, Very good. Um... Carry on then. Thank you. Uh, uh, let's see. So yeah, you're down in the in the sewers, which you don't spend a lot of time. Uh, normally, no one goes in the sewers because it's dangerous. Uh, I mean, somebody's got to get the rats. Yeah, and you're kind of in like there's you know walkways, but then there's water, yep. and you see. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any like trail to follow here. I don't think there is, but um, just just as you are about to start out in search of those responsible for stealing the pearls of fortune, you see a faint, eerie glow from up around the rightmost bend. Standing your ground, you wait for this mystery person or persons to reveal themselves, hoping it to be the thieves you're looking for. High-pitched squeals and squeaks begin to mount from around the corner. A flood of rats bursts from the sharp turn and charge straight at you down the walkway. Hold on. The light brightens and finally rounds the passage, floating above the water like a lone star in the midnight sky. Seconds pass as the lighted orb comes closer and closer down the deep waterway when you ready yourself for anything. The shadowy shape of a small boat begins to take form. A lean-looking man greets you while holding a lantern. He's obviously one of the many rat catchers at work chasing down a swarm of rats. Uh-huh. He's like, hello. 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 Oh, what brings what brings you folks down here? It's very dangerous, you know. The rats have been uh, unusually restless the last couple of days. As almost I'm, as if uh, something. <clears throat> almost as if what? Almost as if someone is uh, driving them out from their nests. Mm. It's very curious. I, I, I as I kind of stand back up after tying off a bag of rats that I've just accumulated, holding it like a net almost, and <laughs> catching them and then tying it off real quick. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's crazy, man. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, very, very good. You know, we we do have. Uh, uh, you can apply uh, Monday and thir- Mondays and Thursdays between one and three <laughs> for uh, membership in the guild. Um, he what, says, the yes, rat? the rats. Um, most the rat of the activities. <laughs> yes, there's a rat catchers guild, of course. <laughs> you think? You think we're non-union? This is a hobby. I'd never make a living out of this. says, well, clearly you have talent. (laughs) I'm done being a thief! 
Oh, God. He says the benefits are actually quite good. Dental? <laughs> yeah, you're going to uh, need it. Chewing through all that rat bone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, strange, strange behavior of the rats down here. Uh, they seem to be most er- active in the areas under Cheap Street and Murder Alley. Hmm. Uh, you all know that's that Cheap Street and Murder Alley is where the Thieves Guild sits. Oh. Um. I guess. We should probably talk to the Thieves Guild, but I do have a way of talking to them. I have an informant on the inside that we could talk to later uh-huh. about this. But for the time being, we can't exactly go knocking on the Thieves Guild store. And be like, oh, did you steal this? <laughs> he really wants it back. Well, I mean, we could go to the area in the sewers underneath. And see what we find. Like, maybe they have... No, that's dumb, because there's going to be, like, a million escape routes from the Thieves Guild. Yeah, I was going to... Into the sewers nearby. Yeah. Well, then, and Mike Mike said something about my... My, um... Oh, what was it now? My... Oh, my enemy Thieves Guild hindrance. That's... That's gone? Did right. they forget? From when, oh. uh... No, that was when you captured... Uh, oh, I forgot his name, but Crovas came and interrogated the guy mm. and ki- mm. killed him. And then everyone else, he paid everyone else, but he forgave the uh, he forgave the bounty on you. Oh, okay. So that that happened in play. Yeah. Okay. I was just trying to remember that. So we we technically could just knock on the door and be like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the the rat catcher says, well, you know, uh, it's not hard to get to from here. You just go uh, uh, up this tunnel, and then it's right, left, straight, straight, right, left. You wanted me to roll a memory check on that one there? I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to assume that I... Right, left, straight, straight, right, left. No, he said yeah, straight, yeah. straight, left, right, left. No. Oh. <laughs> right, left, straight, straight, right, left. All right. Right, left, straight, straight. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd say that we instructions. I, you got a card or anything like that for the Rat Catchers Guild? Uh, sure. Yeah, he Sweet. he produces his card. It's, uh... <laughs> it's, it's just a rat. Vinny the Rat Catcher. Sweet. Awesome. I'm going to put that, I'm going to put whatever contact or, you know, info he has about that on my person. Carry on the live long day through these tunnels. Okay. Uh, So he paddles off down the the other direction, you know. Take care. Watch out. Could be dangerous. That's for boys. you follow, you know, foreshadowing much? Yeah. Nah. So right back. yeah, you you follow follow the directions. Give me notice checks. All right. It's like my thirtieth notice check of the night. Uh, four for Gabby Joe. Seven for Deidre. Okay. I forgot to put exploding, but I would hit with a raise. Okay. 
So yeah, a bunch of you notice with your notice checks that there's like a trail of blood drops on the pathway along the side of the, you know, water. And Kurt, you actually see that there's like a bit of a human finger. (laughs) Um, Is it connected to anything or is it just sitting there cut off? It's sitting there all on its own, almost like it's been chewed off or ripped off. It's hard to tell. It's just like the top joint. All right, I'll grab that and uh, I'll toss it in the bag of my rats and close that back up. And Guys, I found a finger. All right. <laughs> Do you recognize it? I mean, it's a finger. I mean, it's people, gone now. <laughs> people, people flip them at you a lot. <laughs> no, this one. This one looks more like the. There's a slight difference between the ring finger and the middle finger. Once you see the difference between the two, you'll you, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, and of course the rats are all fighting in the bag to yep. you know gnaw. Them. Oh, I only want the so, yeah. I only want the strongest one alive. <laughs> Better protein. Uh huh. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> Yeah, you go on a little further um, to one of the intersections where you're supposed to go straight, and uh, you're still following this trail of blood drops and still finding little bits and pieces of human being along the trail. So I'm forced to assume at this point that we're going to be fighting a swarm of rats or a giant killer rat or something. So we should maybe get like whatever kind of weapons we have that would be effective against that ready. Well, do you have a? Does anybody have a torch? torch, Oil? Anything? I mean, I have a really strong rat in about a couple, of, maybe maybe an hour or so. Turn him against them. <laughs> really shake the bag up. And I don't. I don't know. I think you in about an hour you can have a really really weak tired rat from killing a million other ones. <laughs> um. Yeah. So just as you like ponder that, uh, a swarm of rats comes like. It's a four-way intersection where you're going straight through, and a swarm of rats comes from the left and starts crawling all over you. So I'm dealing initiative here. I've got Kurt on a four, Gabby Joe on an ace, Deidre on a five of diamonds, Deadbolt on a five of clubs, and the rats on a two. Wait, did you say I'm on an ace? I know. Right? That We're fucked, guys. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So astonishingly, Gabby Joe, you're up first as you're being uh uh overrun by this medium sized rat swarm that's biting and clawing at you. So does this count as one enemy or many enemies? It's a it swarm is, is one enemy. Yeah, okay. swarms work like their own thing. Okay. Because I'm just saying like if I could sweep the entire swarm. Uh, I'll allow that. That's kind of an area effect attack. So, sure. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll take like a step forward so I'm not directly next to any of my compatriots, so I won't hit them. And I'll try to yeah. use sweep. Okay. Would um stepping on things be considered an unarmed strike? Yes. Okay. All right. We have six explodes, seven, eight to hit. All uh, right. Wait, that minus two get, because uh, of sweep makes it a six. Sorry. Still hits. Okay. No raise. 
and a d12 and a d8. Uh, nine damage. Okay, you um, just get right into the middle and sw- you know swing this giant axe around in a big sweeping circle and kind of uh, you know plow rats into the walls. They just sort of fly. You angle the blade a bit so they just fly every which way, and you make cut this big swath right through the. Uh, and it, and you end up with essentially two smaller swarms at that point. Okay. Um, so ah, they're oh. multiplying. Yeah. <laughs> All you hear is a bunch of little tiny hail hydras. <laughs> <laughs> and Deidre, you're up next. Um. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to do with a swarm of rats. Can you do like an AOE freeze? Um, not really. I've got ice bolts, not entangle. Well, not entangle won't do much. Actually, you can cast you you can cast any spell in the book. All right. Well, Uh, that is that is an elemental spell. Um, and I'm trying to look what might be. Um, I could do. uh, I'm not seasoned yet. Not until I get one more XP. Well, a, a big a big bolt would, you know, a big snowball would do something. All right, I'll throw a big snowball at him. Okay, spell casting at minus three. Uh, minus two would be a nine to hit. Okay, okay, that hits with a raise. So four d six. So four d six. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. 17 points of damage. Okay, you totally obliterate one of the smaller swarms. Okay. They're all just like rat parts and ice and snow splattered all over the walls. All right. Uh, so, Deadbolt. Uh, okay, I will shoot a rat, I guess. Okay. Stand by. Thirteen. Wait. Hits with the raise. It's actually. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um. So nine damage. Okay. Your crossbow bolt goes and like skewers three rats together. It doesn't really seem to affect the swarm, but you certainly uh, took some out. Uh. Uh. Kurt. Sweet. Uh, I'm just going to hop to the nearest one, nearest swarm next to me, and just start stomping. Okay, give me a fighting check. Turn. Plus one. And then I'll roll my wild separate. Six. Alright, so either seven or five. Seven is probably. Uh, okay, yeah, hits. So damage would just be a strength roll. Oh man, that's kind of piddly, but three. Yep. So yeah, you stomp, you stomp a few rats, and then you you realize like, hey, I'm standing in the middle of a rat swarm, <laughs> and they all they all crawl up you and just claw and bite. Oh boy! Uh, five, 
I versus your toughness? Versus my toughness? Yeah. I believe I'm still good. Toughness. Okay. Six or seven. I'm not sure which which of the two. That, okay. Oh, with armor, okay. it's seven. Okay. So, yeah, you, you know, they swarm all over you, but it's just minor scratches and stuff. And I'll I've fought a, uh, rats before. New initiative round here, so... Queen of Clubs for Kurt, seven for Gabby Joe, six for Deidre, five for Deadbolt, rats on a jack. So you get another chance, Kurt, and then the rats go again. So I get another? <clears throat> yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing. Cause, I mean, sweep. I don't have the ability to sweep my sword, I don't think. Oh, oh, disgusting. You have, you have two bennies left. Yeah, I'm going to use a benny. I'm going to re-roll both. Okay. All right, that's better. There you go. There we go. Now it's, oh, I always forget to put exploding after. All right, so nine. Okay, you hit with a raise. So give me strength plus a d6 damage. Strength plus a d6, so... 1d10 plus d6. Then add 1 to whatever that is, so 15. Okay, yeah, you just stomp all over the place. And, uh, the rat swarm, like, you kill enough of them, the rest just skitter off into the sewers and disappear. Sweet. Step by step, slippery step, you proceed down the vile sewer as drops of crimson red blood dot the stone walkway like raindrops falling from a flat passing cloud. Another finger lies on the ground, covered in blood, a rat gnawing at what's left of the visceral tissue. A few more steps and an entire hand comes into view, then a shredded boot with only part of a foot jutting out, followed by more half-eaten and blood-covered appendages. Seconds later, it hits you like a hammer crashing down on an anvil. The unmistakable, iron-rich, infused smell of blood. Lots and lots of blood. Squeaks of vermin begin to swell in volume as you advance farther into the dark abyss. Your eyes adjust not only to the minimal amount of light underground, but to the ghastly scene coming into view. Horrifyingly, you see a mass of human blood, tissue, and bones lying heaped in a pile directly in front of you. Rats scurry about, jockeying for position in finding the best parts of leftover meat to chew on. The carnivorous onslaught almost sickens you when something reflects off your light source from behind a mound of putrefying flesh. So you see a glint of something in this behind this pile of torn-up people. Roll sanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> Bet you it's a pearl. Yeah, actually, give give me spirit checks. Oh yeah, there you go. Thanks, MGO. No, I. <laughs> well, I left out. I didn't make. Oh. I didn't make you do fear checks on the shadows, so you owe me one anyway. Gabby Joe <laughs> has a five. I have a three. All right, you are um, just terrified and grossed out by this and uh, your next action is going to be at minus two. Alright. So, 
So everyone else passed. Yeah, I got a five. Okay. Four. Okay, good enough. Yeah. So who who looks at the glinting thing? I look at the glinting thing. All right. It looks like one of the pearls. Like it's really it's about the size of like a softball. It's really big, but it's not round anymore. Uh, something must have broke it. It shattered into small pieces of varying shapes and sizes. Um, interesting. It doesn't take much to break a pearl, though, does it? I'm thinking they weren't pearls. Maybe they were eggs. Rat eggs. Oh, too big to be rat eggs. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a Benny, Deirdre. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, when you look at it, it actually does look like like the pieces of pearl that you're looking at all are curved on the inside and the outside more like an eggshell than you know you aren't seeing any solid pieces that look like if it had been a solid sphere okay so they were the eggs for whatever the hell the thing was that they caught seems like it right on Um, let's see if we can i think it's been feasting on the people who stole it i thought it was the rats body parts i thought it was the rats that were killing people because there yeah. were six, there were six of these pearls, right? Yep. Yeah. So I guess let's keep, let's collect the shards of this one, um, and look for any more in the area, and keep an eye out for monsters. Sounds okay. good to me. So you plod onward, uh, enduring the stagnant, foul smell perme- permeating from every part of your being. I'm not sure why it says that. Uh, you head toward because it the Thieves' up. Guild. Yeah. The sound of ripples in the water resonates off the stone walls as the tiny pitter-patter of squeaking rats advance towards you increases in volume. You see another orb of light hanging over the murky sewer waters as it floats effort- effortlessly toward you, swinging ever so slightly back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, can, can everyone please make me a spirit roll? Uh, four. Deidre got okay. a seven. Okay. Get a five. Five. Okay. okay. Um, you see this light coming and you feel kind of like a little soothed by it. And you think, oh, it's just another rat catcher. And then as it gets closer, you see this. A deep one. Uh, oh, nice. And it lets out a, a shriek and then is enjoy, uh, sorry, is uh, joined by a second one. So I've got, got Kurt on a jack. Oh. Gabby. Gabby Joe on a two, right where he belongs. Deirdre on a five of spades. Deadbolt on a five of clubs. And the Warriors on a six. All right. Fishman on a six. So you're up first, Kurt. All right. Uh, 
I'm going to do what I do best, rush him with my rapier. Okay. And plus one. And roll 1d10 or d6. Oh, um, I'm going to spend a penny. I'm going to spend my last penny. Plus one. Really, you add plus one to both dice. Uh, I only have. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then five. I don't think that'll do it, but five. Um, five won't hit. So yeah, you swing your rapier and it raises one of these kind of wickedly clawed hands and sort of blocks Ooh. your uh, thrust. Uh, Deirdre. Um, I will set an ice bolt at it. Okay. Uh, the, There's I'll two do... of them now, by the way. Okay. Um, let's see. No, I'm still going to hit one with an ice bolt, see what happens. I'll do it at a minus okay. three for an extra D6 damage. Sure. I will get an eight. It's with a raise. So 46. Uh, let's see. Ten points of damage. All right. Uh, he's He's frozen up and looks... Rather shaken. All right. Uh, Deadbolt. You're, you're up. You're fighting fishmen. Fishmen. Best kind of men. Nine to hit. Uh, that'll hit. No raise. Oh, uh, sorry. It is a raise because ranged. Twelve total. Okay. Uh, did you hit the one that uh, Deidre hit or the other one? Um... Probably the other one, honestly. Okay. Uh, you kill the other one. Yeah. Uh, and after that, oh, the fish guy is going to go. He, he does not unshake, uh, but two more come down the tunnel from around the corner. And yes. Uh, and it is Gabby Joe's turn. Okay, so there are two of them kind of currently engaged with everybody else, and two more that just came around the corner. The one is one of them that originally showed up is dead. One is shaken, mm-hmm. and two more just came around the corner. Okay. So you could rush the two and get I'm them with to, one attack, or uh, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to rush the two and try to hold them off while everybody else deals with the ones that are kind of up in their face already. Okay. So I will go forward and do the sweep. Okay. Uh, six explodes. Eight, so it's going to be a ten. Hits with the raise. All right. We've got a d12. Uh, the first one is going to be twelve damage. Uh, uh, he drops. The second one. Uh, is going to be a fuck ton of damage. 12 explodes. 18 and 6 is 24. Okay, you make fish sticks out of them. Uh, and with that, it's a new round. 
So there's uh, one shaken and three dead and two more come around from the other corner because you knew there were going to be six of them, right? Yep. Right. So we have Deidre on the ace, Deadbolt on a queen, and then Gabby Joe, Kurt, and Fishman. So Deidre, what you got? There's a total of three up. One is shaken by your ice bolt. Okay. Um, those two new ones, are they within range of a burst? All right, I'm going to do a burst of cold okay. energy. Cone of cold. And I'll be at minus two. Okay. So will a seven hit? Yes. Okay. Is that for both, or do I have to roll a, another one for the other one? No, that hits them both. Okay. And it is 2d10 damage. Uh, crappy roll on damage. Uh, seven damage. Uh, yeah, they're just right at the edge of your burst, so they have like some snow and frost on them, and they kind of just stop and like brush it off. Okay. They don't seem to be too badly affected by it. Okay. I will point out though that in the new Savage Worlds rules, um, there is no more no mercy edge. Okay. which allows you to spend a Benny to re-roll damage. Instead, you can just always spend a Benny to re-roll damage. Oh, nice. So, oh, if you have two Bennies, if you want to spend one. If I want to spend one? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'll spend one. Okay. You have one left. I'll get nine damage. All right, they're both shaken. All right. Now hurry up and kill them, guys. Okay, Deadbolt, you're up. There's three shaken. I'm shaken. No, there's three fishmen shaken. Oh, all right. And three, um, de and three dead. All right, I will shoot a shaken one. Okay. Six to hit. Hits. Uh, huh. Two damage. Okay. Same thing. You can spend a Benny if you want. You have two left. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, that'll give me four damage. Who do you okay. okay, no better. You still have a Benny left. All right, one more time. Okay. Oh, 11 damage. Suck on that. That's the way you do it. <laughs> All right, you kill, you kill the one that's uh, nearby, and uh, now that you've used up all your luck, uh, you are troubled by a vision of Kanor the Ape Boy in your mind. Troubled uh, by a vision. Blessed. Blessed. Says, I, will, I will haunt haunt your dreams for the rest of your life for burning my church. <laughs> Who hasn't burned down a church once in a while? Jeez. Act like it's such a big deal. Uh... So now it is Gabby Joe. There are two together uh, that Can were frosted. Can I make it to them yes. since they're all the way around? Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah, it's go pretty, do that. Pretty tight in these tunnels. Okay. I'm a ghost swinging. Uh, ten explodes. Ten explodes. Twenty-eight minus two is twenty-six. To hit what? that, yeah, hit some graves. 
uh, assuming the rays, six explodes, six explodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 23 on the first one. Okay, quite dead. Uh, 11 on the second one. Uh, that's enough to shake him a second time, so it's not as impressive, but he's still just as dead. Good. So yeah, you wipe these guys out. Uh, so yeah. So I think we collect the bodies of the fish monsters, try to find the remaining eggshells, and take it all back to mm-hmm. the coning house. Sounds okay. good to me. Do you check out the human bodies? Of course. All right. Uh, Kurt, give me. Kurt like... is 100% happy to dig into those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Kurt, you like vomit a bit, but you dig into them and you find um, like the people are pretty unidentifiable because they've been all torn up by these creatures. But mm. you find a dagger that you recognize from one of your cohorts in the Thieves Guild. Mm-hmm. And a few other, like a set of lockpicks that um, it's like your your graduation set of lockpicks for passing lockpicking class in the Thieves Guild. <laughs> So it, it looks like these guys were guild thieves that stole the eggs and then had them hatch and grow quickly on them. So are we right now under the impression that pearls weren't pearls at all, or that they were just eggs? No. Yep. Okay. I was just yes. trying to figure out if there was other pearls at this point. Um. All right, sweet. Uh, well, I'll snatch up that little graduation kit or while well, passing kit, because turns out in the okay. guild you have you have to pay for those. <laughs> right. The only, the only thieves in the thieves guilds are the ones on the very top. Um, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll take those. Okay. So you have a spare set of lock picks. Um, Deidre, make me a smarts check. All right. <sighs> Oh. What? What are you doing, Enzio? He said, "Roll a smart check." Deidre. Oh. I said, oh. "Deidre, make me a smart check." Okay. Oh. Everyone, everyone can do it if they want, but Deidre uh, seems logical. Good. Okay. Good. I got a two. And uh, so Gabby Joe and uh, Deadbolt can try. Gabby Joe gets a three. Okay. Once again, Deadbolt, you're our only hope. No. Not so much. Nope. <laughs> Okay, I you've, will. You've never. I, I, I will I, use a Benny for this. Okay. Since it's probably it seems... not not worth it, but it's the end of the game, so. Four. Yes, Gabby Joe. Um, you recognize these creatures. Um, they are illicite. They're called illicite warriors. Um, and they're obviously like a fishman kind of creature. But the in legends, in legends of sunken Samorgia, which is, is the sort of the king, the king under the sea. Um, these are the guards for the the sea people, or whatever the hell lives under in sunken Samorgia. Sure. And apparently, you've just learned something about their life cycle. So um, you get back to the surface fairly easily. 
uh, and, you know, come back to Azerhoth's uh, treasure house, of course, just all covered in blood and filth and muck and stinking of the sewers. Um, Kurt has a bag of live rats for some reason. <laughs> and uh, he's, he, he's like, uh, yes, yes. What did you, what did you find? Uh, whoo, strong. Well, yes, we are. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He, he says, are, 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 are those my pearls? Were, were those my pearls? Uh, we believe so. They look to be the eggs for illicite warriors. We killed six of oh. them. Oh, it may my, actually have been goodness. your best so, your best luck ever that these were stolen from you. Uh, well, I don't know about good luck. I, I paid a mint of money for them. Uh, I made some fishermen very, very rich. Uh, however, you uh, who who stole them? Who was behind this foul deed? Uh, it looks like a pile of corpses of random thieves from the Thieves Guild, based on what we would, we could recover. Hmm. Well, you didn't recover the pearls, but I'm still, uh, uh, you did, I, I, I guess I am still in your debt. Uh, 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 no, no, I'm a man of my word. So he pays you, uh, 5,000 gold rilks. Uh, although he's rather disappointed, you know, you did technically recover the pearls, uh, and you did figure out who did it, but I, for what it's worth, we can bring the bodies back. You might be able to find a collector who would be interested in them and recoup some money that way. Uh, no, no, it's it's all good. Thank you. Um, he's Are like sure? dabbing at him. They're like right outside. We we brought him most he's, of the way here. He says, no, 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 no. There's no no need at all. Um, we'll have the the dead cart uh, clean them up. And he's like dabbing at himself with a handkerchief for any place you might have almost touched him. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, so, so we will, um, uh, uh, shall we just bank this with your uh, 30,000 rilks for you? Yes, that, that sounds quite wonderful. Oh, okay, so you've got 35,000 in the bank, plus whatever cash 11,000 and some you have we, on well, hand. Well, that 11,350 was supposed to be the bank too. Okay. okay, so add it all together. Yeah. 46,350. Yep. Okay. So, and that's that's basically the game. So, uh, you guys each earn 3 XP. So that should take me to 30. Yeah. Gabby Joe's at 30, Deadbolt's at 29, Deidre's at 27, so you get a boost. Kurt gets to 25, so you get another one. Check one minute of the actual play and community theater podcast was brought to you by Baron Bond Productions. Savage Worlds and the Lankmar City of Thieves setting were both brought to you by Pinnacle Games. For information, check out www.chippewavalleygeek.com. Tune in next time when our band of anti-heroes join in the feeding frenzy. So I roll a five. Yeah, if you got...
physical dice, you can just roll them. I don't. I'm not worried about your what a bunch of cheating fuckers you are. That's all we are, Mike. 